everybody. This is Just Sold with Brent McIntosh from the McIntosh Group at Remax River City. My name is Brent Griffiths. Hey, Brent McIntosh, how are you doing? I'm well. How are you today? Fine, thank you. What are you, you hungover from the play, the hockey playoffs? Well, no. You mean uh, hockey hangover? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Exactly. I actually enjoyed the playoffs this year, and I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that the local team went very far of to course. the Final Four. And so I didn't lose a lot of interest by the time I got to the final because I was really curious to see how Colorado would do, and they did exceptionally well. So good on them. Yeah. I've had a lot of friends from across the country, Bryn, asking us, um, it, asking if Edmontonians are are, are mad uh, about getting knocked out. And, and I said, well, actually, no, not, you know, we're, we're pretty ecstatic about how, how well the team did made it to the final four right. out of 30 teams. That's pretty good. 31 te- 32 teams. Uh, um, and, um, you know, I think people were sad, but, but not mad. And, and I, I think we, we, the Edmonton Oilers did better than, than most would have expected. But see, there's that silent little majority that is, sorry, silent minority Liar, yeah. that's on Twitter who yeah. just can't see any positive out of anything, right? So I, I, I did laugh that they get all the way to the Final Four. Did they get swept? It was, it was a tough series, right? Oh. Tough series with Colorado. But, but it, I heard two days later, people said, well, it's time to get rid of the general manager. And I'm thinking, <laughs> are you kidding? So so apparently the general manager can only keep his job if they win the Stanley Cup every year. Yeah, Is that the real and, and, Yeah, and only one team does that every year. Exactly. So anyway, yeah. I don't know. It was fun, though. It was a blast. And the, the other thing I love about it is you see how the community comes. I was just going to say the exact the same thing. Hasn't there been an energy in, in Edmonton in the last 60 days? Um, th- that we wouldn't have had before. Correct. And then we followed it up with two unbelievable Garth Brooks shows at Commonwealth Stadium where they put 120,000 people in. And I happened to watch last night, Garth Brooks has got a channel uh, and it's up on YouTube. And so anyway, I'm watching. He was just raving about his Saturday show. He figured it was in his top five of all time. Wow. And you know why? Because he couldn't believe how light it stayed long oh he said coming it's like, to to the northern part of, of north america yeah yeah and it, the thing that blew him away was the fact that he said i could see faces all the way through the show because it was so mm. bright he said yeah. normally i'm on stage i don't really i can't unless i ask them to turn up the house lights i can't see anybody yeah and when he, by the time he takes the stage even for the outdoor shows down in the states it's dark at eight exactly. o'clock at night anyway yeah. so i thought it was kind of interesting but he said, it's this isn't what we were going to talk about today, no. but since we are talking about the Garth Brooks show, um, obviously the show itself was spectacular and, and, you know, his only Canadian dates to come to Edmonton because of the size of the stadium and something you and I were talking about, um, not on the podcast, but just privately about, you know, does Edmonton need a new stadium? It was interesting. Some of um, the comments I saw on Facebook and Twitter about how brutal it was getting in and out of the stadium. Yeah. The, the, the lineups were absolutely horrible uh, for not just entering and exiting the building, but I guess for merchandise and for beer. And it seems like perhaps there needs to be an adjustment made on that. I don't know if you've, well, you've traveled all over North America and seen all kinds of stadiums. It's not very efficient to get in and out of Commonwealth Stadium, is it? No, the other thing you have to recognize is that the facility is now 46 years of age. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely starting to show its age to the point where even FIFA kind of, when they decided they were not going to come to Edmonton as one of the host cities for the World Cup in 2026, one of the major reasons was the facility. It's right. just not up to standards for 
the largest sporting event in the world. Right. But the other issues that we have, you know what? When this place is built in 76 and 77 for the 78 Commonwealth Games, getting into the stadium uh, via the LRT was a lot easier because it only seat, the seating capacity was only around 42,000. Okay. Well, they added another 20,000 to that. Right. And they haven't done an awful lot. There's no parking. There's really only one way to get there, and that's by LRT. So you're forcing a lot of people. It's it's the old, uh, you know, we're not using a fire hose here. We're using a, a straw. Right. And so there are definite problems with the facility. And then the other thing, too, there's perception. I grew up in that place. You did, too. Mm-hmm. I even grew up at, before Commonwealth Stadium at Clark Stadium uh, as a kid watching the Edmonton Eskimos back in the day. Yeah. And anyway, uh, so for me, the stadium is always going to be a fun place to go. However, the 25-year-old in our household uh, just thinks it's a dump. And, and, <laughs> oh, no. and you know why that is? Because the amenities and facilities have come such a long way. There's, right. no, there's no real suites. They call those things suites, but they're not. Right. The other thing, too, the seats are back because of the track. And most new stadiums don't have a track, so you're right up against the play. Right. right? So there's a yeah. lot of there's a lot of things that that just aren't going to work so much. But for a great concert like Garth Brooks, perfect, perfect facility. Yeah. So yeah, and and I, I you know again most of the people who went to the show loved the show, just didn't love the building. Yep, exactly. And and if people have to line up for the bathrooms, we've heard this any hockey arena, it's all they're always the same. You got to line mm-hmm. up for the bathrooms because everybody goes during those two intermissions, right? Right. Yeah. But but at, at Commonwealth Stadium, the facilities are are for the size of the crowd. They were still designed for forty two thousand people. They didn't really expand the bathrooms too much. No. And the same with concessions. I know they built the two little pods on the east and the west side, but it it's just I we're, I think we're going to get to a point where they're going to have to think about a new facility. I yeah. just. Right now, yep. there doesn't seem to be an appetite for it. Ask Calgary with their hockey arena, which is now on hold yep. again. Where, where does the money come from? And that's going to be one of our topics today. Okay. Um, talking about uh, the city of Edmonton and, and how much money uh, they're collecting for property taxes. But before we talk about that, <laughs> I wanted to talk about mortgage, um, not just rates, but mortgage renewals. Uh, Bryn, here in the next six months, the last half of 2022, uh, apparently we're going to see over 300,000 mortgages come due for renewal. Uh-oh. So that, that, that's, that's a big amount. That's a, that's a large number of mortgage. And most of these mortgages are currently sitting at somewhere between the low twos and three and a half percent interest rate. Okay. And, and so these people who are going to renew their mortgages are going to be in for a shock because their payments are going to go way up. Now, maybe here in Edmonton, it's not going to be a gigantic increase in somebody's payments, but in markets like Toronto and Vancouver, where they, people might have a million dollar mortgage you you could see their their payments being changed by four or five hundred dollars a month, and that's quite a bit. Yeah. So here in Edmonton, probably what we'll see if you've got a mortgage being renewed, you will probably see somewhere in the neighborhood of one hundred and twenty to one hundred and fifty dollars increase in your monthly payment is is what most Edmontonians will see on their renewals because depending on what they paid. But if we're looking at an average sale price of around four hundred and fifty thousand, then that's what they can expect. But again, across the country that's going to prove chaos 
for some markets like Toronto and Vancouver, and especially the Toronto market, which seems to be teetering, almost falling off the cliff that we're, I'm hearing through the grapevine that you could see prices drop in the Toronto market by anywhere from $100,000 to $250,000 wow. in the next six months. Yeah. Hey, hey, I've been thinking a lot about you in the last two weeks with the way things are going. And I know that we'll be taking a look at our monthly numbers on another podcast, but I'm kind of curious to know how the last month has been for you because you're very tuned in on what's going on. Is it is it slowing up a little bit? And normally it does, right? At this time of year, it starts to slow a little. Yeah, well, June, it, it's felt a lot slower than previous Junes. So typically, you know, when we get into the May, June type of the year for Edmonton, specifically because of our weather. Yeah. Those are typically the busiest months of the year. And, and we haven't seen that this year. In fact, our market peaked for, for amount of sales and for, for prices back in March. Wow. And, and so, so we've seen a slowdown here. And, and in case if, if somebody's new to our podcast and listening and wondering why, why are the spring months so busy for Edmonton real estate? It has everything to do with the weather that who wants to move in December, January, or February, uh, you typically want to move in those summer months. And so that means that the spring months are the busiest because typically you'll buy your house about 45 days before you actually move into it. And so now we're going to see a slowdown in the market. Now, single family sales have still been really strong. It's the condo market that's been absolutely brutal. And it continues to be like crickets out there. Uh, buyers are going straight to houses. They are skipping that. Uh, the millennials are, are not buying uh, condominiums like they used to. They're skipping that and going to a small house. Okay. And uh, the empty nesters are not selling their house and moving to a condominium. They're staying in their houses. And it has everything to do with condo fees. And we've talked about this and, and we'll continue to talk about this, that there's a, the condominium corporations have got to find a way to keep down their costs uh, because they're making their product less and less sellable because it's just not affordable when your condo fees are five, six, $700 a month, typically more than your actual mortgage payment. In the meantime, over the next six months in this calendar year, we're going to watch the mortgage rates really carefully. So, uh, wow. yeah. And so that's what, like with, with these renewals of mortgages, what we're going to see is actually not just in Toronto, like I was saying, you're going to see prices fall across the country. And, and, and uh, I'm predicting that that will happen. So if you're a seller here in the Edmonton market, you should be thinking about selling your house. To, if you're looking to maximize your dollars, you should be doing that as soon as possible because you'll get a lot more for it here in the summer in July than you will in October or November. Now, here's the twist. Okay. You, if, um, if you're a buyer and you just heard what I said, you might think, okay, well, I'll wait till October or November and then I'll get a better deal on a property. And I'll say, yes, that's probably true. But because the interest rates are going up, that your payment might actually be more for that cheaper property. So for buyers, you're probably better off to buy this summer as well to try to lock in and get a better interest rates because Bank of Canada keeps, um, obviously we saw a gigantic increase in the last two weeks um, for the prime interest rate in the States, Canada will follow suit. We will do the same. And you're going to see another bump, even though we've already had two this year, you'll see interest rates go up again, uh, probably this fall. Do you want to get into property taxes? Because that's been a hot topic over the last few weeks. I can tell you that right now. Uh, I do. And, and so if you're a property owner, you know that your property taxes are due at the end of June every year. And there is, um, some news coming out of the Edmonton City Hall 
that uh, Councillor Michael Jans has proposed a, a mansion tax, if you will. And um, I don't like it. <laughs> I'll explain why here shortly. But, um, I, I, it, you know, this is the Robin Hood theory, right? Where you, where you rob from the rich to give to the poor. And but the rich his, are just going to move. Well, there you go. Yeah, exactly. That they won't stand for it. And uh, Michael Jans, and, and I'm not familiar with this gentleman. He's the, the ward uh, counselor for Pas, uh, Papastu. Is that how you say his, his word? Uh, I'm not used to the new names. I liked it better when it was num numbers. It was well, this because it was very easier to pronounce. We'll get that. We'll get the hang of the name. Papastu, I think. Anyway, okay. that's uh, where, where counselor Michael Jans is from. Uh, his argument is that uh, that somebody who's who's uh, owning a three million dollar house is paying the same in taxes as, as somebody who owns a three hundred thousand dollar house. And, and that's so far from the truth is they're paying 10 times the amount in in taxes. Uh, and, and it's just simple math. He's upset that they have the same mill rate. And that's what I want, what we want to right. talk about. He wants to add. Uh, for houses over a million dollars, basically this mansion tax where they they have a higher mill rate than the rest of the houses in, in Edmonton. And as you you already said, these people will just move outside of the city. They'll move into the county of Strathcona or county of Parkland or St. Albert's or Park that, where, where they'll get a, a better mill rate for well, the why, same value why, house. Why don't they understand that businesses have been doing this now for the last five years? Mm -hmm. where things have gotten so out of control in the city of Edmonton. Well, let's use, there's an Amazon, Amazon warehouse. As you're right. leaving the city of Edmonton on Highway 2, yep. and as you're heading south, it's off to the left, off, of, I think it's 48th, uh, 48th. There's two warehouses out there. That yeah, there, there are, but the really yep. big one is over a million square feet, and right. it is built just on the other side of the Edmonton city boundary in the county of Leduc. There's a yep. reason for that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so Edmonton's got to be a little smarter with this and you just can't keep taxing um, and, and changing that. Um, I wanted to talk about mill rates and, and maybe something uh, I, I looked it up and, and I've got the mill rates for pretty much most of the major markets in Alberta. And Edmonton is, is definitely one of the most expensive places in Alberta to pay property taxes in. And, and way far more expensive than, than the Calgary communities, by the way. And, and that's a problem. And, and hence why a house in Calgary is, is about $100,000 more than a house in Edmonton. But it's a little trickier in Edmonton and Calgary because Edmonton has satellite communities, correct? We do. Calgary has less satellite less. communities. Definitely. So therefore, the majority of the people paying property taxes in Calgary, that's going directly back into the roads and all their services in Calgary. In Edmonton, they are sharing their facilities and their services with these other communities, but they only receive X amount of dollars into right. keeping those uh, those roads in great shape, that kind of thing. Nobody in, in Sherwood Park is paying for the Edmonton roads or in St. Albert. They've got to look after their own areas. So there's some bigger challenges in Edmonton than there is in Calgary. There is. And, and you're right. There is a bigger tax um, population for property taxes down in Calgary versus Edmonton. Uh, I grabbed $450,000 as a, the median price for a house 
and just grabbed some municipalities throughout Alberta to see what the taxes would be. And the least expensive taxed area is actually the community or, or the, the county of Wood Buffalo, which includes Fort McMurray. And so if you owned a $450,000 house up in, in Fort McMurray, your taxes would be $2,250 for, for 2022. Okay. That same 450000 in Calgary would be 3200 Right. So a thousand more. When we get to Edmonton, it's now forty two hundred. Wow. Yeah. So so a thousand dollars more a year for property taxes in Edmonton compared to Calgary. Um, the the least expensive community to live in in the Edmonton area is actually the county of Strathcona, which includes Sherwood Park. And so again, that same uh, four hundred and fifty thousand of value house would be paying thirty two fifty eight in taxes. So, so about the bucks. same as Calgary. Yeah, yeah, a thousand dollars less than Edmonton. Um, in between uh, Strathcona and Edmonton, you'll find Devon, Fort Saskatchewan, Spruce Grove, Stony Plain, Beaumont, all less than the Edmonton tax. In fact, the only community in the Edmonton area that would be more in taxes than Edmonton is actually uh, Saint Albert. Okay. And so that same $450,000 valued property in Edmonton was paying 4200 up in St. Albert it's actually 4964. Wow. Quite a bit more. So yeah. so people in St. Albert who live there know that they have higher pro- property taxes. And in case you're wondering why is Wood Buffalo so inexpensive or even the county of Strathcona that's oil is what that is. Those that's refinery money. So it's Picking not up- just wood and not just buffalo. <laughs> not it's oil. That's right. Okay, I got you. Uh, the most expensive place in Alberta, by the way, uh, to pay property taxes, Grand Prairie. Again, four hundred fifty thousand really? dollars house. You'd be paying fifty six fifty eight in taxes. Very property taxes. Very 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 expensive up in in Grand Prairie. Okay. All right. Well, that's property taxes. I uh, will see it, it, that that hasn't been passed yet, but that's been floated out there. Correct. Yeah. And, and so, so yeah, that this luxury tax would apply to property starting at 1 million. And, and what will happen is that you'll actually push values down because that will slow down the sales of those expensive houses and maybe even drop them to 999 as far as values go. And that'll push down the values of all the rest of, of the properties in Edmonton. It's, it's a trickle effect. And so by raising the taxes on those expensive houses, you'll actually be collecting less tax money on the rest of the houses in, yeah. in Edmonton um, because the values will all drop. So, okay. so it's, a, it's, it's a catch 22. I don't think the system is broke. I don't know why the, they would want to monkey around with it. And I hope that it doesn't pass um, for the sake of all of us. Even if we don't own a, a million dollar property, you just don't want to see this happen. Okay. So the topic of this podcast, mortgage rates, check. Property <laughs> taxes, check flamingos yeah so this is fun let's i i just oh, read okay. this article this week and, and has nothing to do with real estate i just i don't know if you saw this but um people who are middle-aged you and me by the way Brent, thank sorry. you i don't believe you for one second that i'm in that category but okay i think i'm a little higher vintage than you yeah but um who people who, who are middle-aged who can't balance on one leg for 10 seconds or more are, are likely to die in the next seven to 10 years. Did you read this article? Hang on a second here. Oh, how long have I got to stand? Hang on a you second. You got to stand on one leg. Okay. And this is what you, here's a picture. You have like to make that? a flamingo. I yes. don't think, okay, so I'm. So you're going to take your foot of one leg and put it on the calf of your, or the, the oh, or as high up as you can on your other leg. I can bring it right up to my stomach. Oh, now that, that's a problem. 
No, yeah, okay, just put so it on your leg. On my calf, you I got put it. Put your hands above your head. Okay. Yeah. And How long are you counting till? 10 seconds. How am I doing? You're, you're almost there. All right. Oh! He's tipping, he's tipping just, out. Okay, all right, hang on. And 10. All right. Very good. So, right, ladies so and gentlemen, I was a little shaky. I was a little, a little shaky. shaky, but but that uh, a study out of out of Brazil actually did this, and, and that they uh, they said that you have a higher rate of passing in the next seven to ten years if you can't stand on your on one leg, okay, and balance uh, for ten seconds. I can tell you one thing: I couldn't have done it ten years ago because I had bad vertigo. Actually, I'm quite they, surprised I was able to do that now. You did very good. Yeah. yeah. So. So, so I've been practicing all week. <laughs> yeah, good for you. <laughs> to, to, to extend my life. Yeah. Wow. That, uh, that's an interesting episode for us today. We've touched on a lot of topics. Is this kind of a new thing for us? I, I'm enjoying this. I, 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 I'm fascinated by, by obviously real estate and obsessed with it and, and where the values will go and how the Edmonton real estate market will hold. So yes, maybe we'll talk about this, uh, these kinds of things every, uh, every couple of episodes. It's kind of a Brent McIntosh stew is the way <laughs> I'd kind of, Hey, uh, how do people get a hold of you? Well, if somebody's interested in buying or selling a property in the Edmonton area, they can call our team directly at 780-464-0075. We'd be happy to provide a free market evaluation. No cost, no obligation, no pressure. And you can find us on the web at macintoshgroup.ca and all the social media sites at the same Macintosh Group. Thanks for your time today. Great stuff as always. See you next week. All right, I'm Brent Griffiths. He's Brent McIntosh, and we'll see you next time.